You know, it really was a beautiful day in Chattanooga. We had a rare, precious commodity on our hands, time. Yes, Rachel Judah and I were preaching in that city and had some time to kill that weekend before church on Sunday. Chattanooga is a very vibrant place with so much to do. Well, maybe we could go to Lookout Mountain, I said. No, too much walking. Well, maybe we could go to the museum, said Rachel. No, too much learning. I've got it. The aquarium. After all, Chattanooga is famous for their aquarium, filled with aquatic creatures from all over the globe. It had been decided. Our little family was going to the aquarium for the first time. I couldn't wait to show my little almost two-year-old boy named Judah all the fish in the sea that Jesus had created. It ends up, Judah liked penguins and that was about it. His interests were elsewhere. But as for me, I felt like a child again. Being the nerdy youth pastor that I am, the discoveries and creatures in that aquarium made me think about Jesus and all he had created from the beginning of time. You know, Job said in the 12th chapter of his book, let the fish in the sea inform you. So I listened to what they had to say, obviously. Well, fish don't talk. You say, well, maybe not, but it felt like they spoke to me as I looked at the deepest part of creation, the ocean. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast today. I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode, we're going to talk about some lessons I learned at the aquarium. And maybe if you'll let the fish speak to you and inform you you might learn something too. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. Let's go. About 71% of the Earth's surface is covered in water. And the ocean holds about 96.5% of all Earth's water. There are at least 228,000 known species in the ocean, with millions remaining a total mystery. Well, I'm glad you guys joined me to walk through the aquarium today, because as I walk through the aquarium, I feel like I learned some things about Jesus to walk with me. You know, lions may be the king of the jungle, but sharks are the king of the sea, let's face it. They run things down there. They're kind of like the hall monitors of the ocean world. (laughs) What they say goes. When walking through the aquarium, I stepped up to the glass like a five-year-old and stared into the water. It was amusing that I was uh, more humored by it than my two-year-old. Next thing I knew, a nine-foot shark was swimming right in front of my face, and I thought to myself, wow, I'm glad I'm on this side of the glass. It was nothing short of intimidating. A powerful creature whose look was so authoritative, even Chuck Norris would feel slightly intimidated. 
They're the most feared creature in the ocean, and yet if you take one little thing away from them, they're completely powerless. Yes, if you take this one thing from them, they are stripped of all their authoritative, intimidating power. And that one thing is water. Within their element, they're powerful and feared. But without the water, they're just a pathetic, helpless, soon-to-expire creature. Have you ever seen a beached shark? If you haven't, take a quick two-minute trip to YouTube and you'll find that a shark out of water is a shark out of power. Yeah, that trip to the aquarium really had me thinking. As I thought about this simple fact, I was reminded that all of my so-called power as a believer uh, would be completely void without the blood of Jesus Christ applied to my life. None of my good deeds could suffice. No, no act could cover me and save me. I was completely reliant on that water, if you will. You know, a man named Nicodemus asked Jesus how someone can be born again. He said in John 3 and 5, he told him, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, we're born of the water when we're baptized in Jesus' name. I want to refer you to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And we're born of the Spirit when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, every time somebody was filled with the Holy Ghost in the New Testament, the way they knew they were filled was they spoke with new tongues. And so this is why apostolics teach that when somebody is filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues will be the initial evidence or the sign that the Holy Spirit has entered your life. You see, it doesn't matter how much money you have if you haven't been to the water. It doesn't matter how much authority you have if you haven't been to that water. It doesn't matter how much fame you have if you haven't been to the water. And like a shark sitting on the beach on the sand is the Christian without the Spirit. All of our power comes from that river. All of our influence comes from that flow. All mercy and grace flows from that river. Yeah, if you'll let the sharks talk to you, he will speak. Guys, this aquarium was blowing my mind. I learned so many things. Let's, let's take a look at the second thing that I learned, a lesson from the aquarium. Did you know that a shark grows his entire life? Sharks never stop growing. It doesn't matter if a shark is five years old or a hundred years old. Their growth process never stops. You know, as believers, we should never stop growing. You can never pray too much. You can never read your Bible too much. And as long as you live on this earth, you will have never grown so much in God that you no longer require improvement. I'm trying to help somebody right now. God is always calling us deeper. Jesus is always calling us further. And you can trust me here, you haven't reached your full 
potential. I don't know about you, but I've got a long way to go to become everything that God has called me to be. Colossians 2 and 6 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. That word abounding means plentiful, abundant. We've got to be abounding in thanksgiving. We've got to keep pursuing Jesus Christ. Hear me now. Proverbs eleven nineteen says, he who is steadfast in righteousness will attain to life. Guys, righteousness is something that must be pursued daily. You can't live on yesterday's righteousness. Growth must be attained daily. Prayer must be practiced daily. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. You can't live on yesterday's devotion. You can't live on yesterday's prayer life. See, if if you'll listen to the shark, he'll speak to you for a moment and he'll tell you. Listen to Job chapter 12. Let, let the fish of the sea, let them inform you for just a moment. It's trying to tell you never stop growing. Lessons from the aquarium kept flowing. When you're a nerd like me, it comes from everywhere. You see, illustrations can be found right there in the aquarium, right there in the water. You see, as I was walking through the Chattanooga Aquarium, I thought it couldn't get any better. I'm in nerd heaven, but then I saw a glorious sign in front of me that said, The River Journey. The aquarium has a whole side of the building dedicated to freshwater fish. The River Journey facility is a 130,000 square foot structure equivalent in height to a 12-story building. It contains a total of 400,000 U.S. gallons of water and was the largest freshwater aquarium in the world when it opened. Being my naive self, I thought all the big fish were in the salty ocean. When all of a sudden, a six-foot sturgeon swam in front of me. I was completely floored by the size of these creatures and terrified to think that these things swim in rivers. Future swims in the river just weren't looking promising for me in that moment. You see, rivers aren't near as big as oceans. But the power in that river isn't determined by the size of the pond. That sturgeon didn't swim around worried about the ocean. He grew where he was planted, the river. Your growth and your destiny is not determined by your surrounding living conditions. Your value is not determined by the size of the pond that you live in. God determines your value. And maybe I'm talking to a teenager whose parents aren't living for God and you've convinced yourself that you can never do anything for Jesus because of the mess that you live in every day. But I'm here to tell you that your destiny is not determined by your living conditions. 
And if you'll dedicate your life to him, if you'll pray, if you're if you will fast, if you will devote your life to him, read his word, God will help you grow in the river, even when it's not easy, even when it feels like nobody is looking. Those moments of prayer in your bedroom, when you think nobody's looking, God is looking and God is preparing you for your destiny. God will help you grow in the river, even when it feels like other kids were offered the ocean to grow in. Percy Ross said, Many drops make a bucket. Many buckets make a pond. Many ponds make a lake. And many lakes make an ocean. God is preparing you right where you are to take you into your destiny. The revival in your city is not determined by the size of your church. Man, I'm feeling this right now. The revival that is, that's going to happen in your city will not be determined by the size of your church. It will be by the size of your heart and the size of your sacrifice. How much will you sacrifice for revival? And that will be when God propels you into your destiny. I'm telling you that if we will walk in revival, stop stop worrying about the size of your youth group and where you're at now and start thinking about what God is going to bring you to. Stop thinking about, well, well, there's other people that that they've got the whole ocean. They've got everything at, at their fingertips. They've got everything in front of them. I'm telling you that God wants to give you revival in the river. God wants to step into the fresh water and say, this is what I want to work with. Guys, I really appreciate you listening to a nerdy youth pastor today who likes to draw biblical parallels to aquarium creatures. But thankfully, I'm not the only one who likes to use fish to teach spiritual lessons. Jesus liked to as well. In front of him sat 5,000 hungry followers. They didn't have enough food to feed them, but there was a little boy there who came prepared that day. John chapter 6 and verse 9 says, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? This is the question we've all asked ourselves when it's time to step into our calling. And that question is this, is what I have enough? You know the story, Jesus multiplied the bread and the two fish The Bible says everybody ate as much as they wanted. All 5,000 went home full that day because a lad who didn't have much was willing to give what he had. We heard it so powerfully preached at North American Youth Congress by Brother Mark Brown, there is a lad here. And we saw in that stadium what God can do when one young person dedicates their life to God. And I'm telling you, that is the revival that God is wanting to bring us into. If we will give what we have, even if we feel like it's not enough, God says it's enough. I can use that. Guys, I'm really thankful that you took this trip with me today. Fish don't talk, but Job said, let the fish in the sea inform you. Because if you'll listen, all of creation will point you back. To their creator. Everything is stretching towards him. 
guys, I'm so incredibly thankful that you have tuned into today's episode. I, I am completely blown away uh, by the response to this podcast, all of the supportive listeners, the messages that you guys send me. Y'all are such an encouragement to me. And I want to, to say thank you for supporting this podcast. I got an exciting email this week telling me that um, Noteworthy was uh, charting on Apple Podcasts. So that was that was a really cool thing. That means that you guys are listening and you guys are supporting. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, if you could do me a huge favor, if you can just go down to the bottom of your iPhone there and just leave a quick review, you just tap, you know, it, it gives you an option one to five stars, leave whatever you want, be completely honest. And if you can leave just a quick review, what this does is it kind of helps uh, boost the podcast up, uh, especially since it's uh, charting a little bit lately. I think that'd be a great way to kind of get the word out even more for Apple Podcast listeners. So, guys, I thank you so much. We have some exciting episodes coming up for you guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of you at General Conference. We'll be there next week praying for all of the speakers. And I want to close out today's episode by praying for the United Pentecostal Church International General Conference. Would you pray with me? Lord, in Jesus' name, we are so thankful for our organization. We thank you for the revival that we're feeling in these last days. God, I pray that you would touch our leadership. I pray that you would bless every speaker, every singer, every musician. God, I pray that we would have an anointed time of worship. God, I pray you touch every leadership meeting, God. I pray that you would touch every aspect, every seminar, every lesson, Lord, in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you would bring us all together as a movement and do a mighty work in Indianapolis this year, in Jesus' name. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. God bless.